0: ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music, and more. Let's talk politics now. Charles Croucher is the chief political editor for Nine News. Hi, Charles. Morning, Patricia. Big news for the government yesterday, securing cross-bench support for the industrial relations laws after getting the coalition to support their stage three tax cuts. What's just talk to me about the IR deal? What's the government secured?
1: Well, it secured the votes, crucially, of David Pocock, who was the last card to fold once again, which is something he is um, doing and doing effectively. We don't quite know what came of it from his side. Uh, They've also got Lydia Thorpe. We'll wait and see if Jackie Lambie votes uh, on some of the issues in in favour of the government. They don't need Jackie Lambie and Temmie Tyrrell's votes. So there'll be big changes here to gig economy, to casual workers and their right to become permanent staff. There is uh, some changes for truckies, particularly in regional areas, which will make uh, individual drivers uh, better off. There are also some... Exceptions that have been carved out for people like delivery drivers and Uber drivers, people that were so pivotal uh, for all of us in our sanity during uh, the pandemic and have become so much more common, uh, but sadly so much more commonly involved in injuries and accidents as well on the road. So there's some changes there. The one that has caught the headlines, I guess, and the one that um, is the most eye-raising is this right to switch off. Barbara Pocock, the Greens Senator, who has been terribly effective, uh, this term of Parliament, it should be said, has had another win. This is a big thing that she's been fighting for. It effectively, for millions, in their words, millions of Australians will allow them to not feel obliged to answer the phone, answer emails, answer texts, after hours except in exceptional circumstances things like emergencies changing shifts if they are paid to be on call or if part of their job is being on call that are the they're sort of the four main differences what the business community have managed to work out is that instead of being um, i think like france where you know you can be fined for sending an email after hours now it is just that the employee can't be punished And if it continues and is unreasonable, I think is the terminology that that most people are using, then you go through mediation, then through a a wider body, look, there are the potential for fines. I suspect we won't see many of those though.
0: Interesting. Okay. Another thing that's happening today, which is very significant, the Papua New Guinea Prime Minister will address the parliament in Canberra. How important is this visit?
1: really important. I was going back through the addresses to joint sittings of Parliament yesterday. Only nine countries have had their leaders address a joint sitting of Australia's Parliament. This will be number 10. It is the uh, most significant speech by a Papua New Guinean Prime Minister in our part of the world certainly. It's an honour bestowed upon James Marape by Anthony Albanese. He became the first foreign leader to address Papua New Guinea's um, Parliament when he did that last year. This is also the first time a Pacific Islands leader has addressed Australia's Parliament. It shows the importance of not just our Nearest neighbour, but one of our most critical neighbours. Of course, there is the backdrop of the Pacific power struggle between Australia and the U- uh, between the United States and China, rather. But there also is this growing need for a strong Papua New Guinea. We saw some of the violence there at the end of last year, and in a year when there's going to be lots of focus on democracies and the stability of democracies, it is imperative for Australia that Papua New Guinea has a strong democracy. And in the midst of all of that, one final thing, because I know this is you know something you'd be passionate about, Patricia. Rugby league diplomacy (laughs) is coming involved here as well. Anthony Albanese has made it quite clear he wants an NRL team in Papua New Guinea. It sounds strange, but in a country where there are so many languages, so many different people, rugby league is the uniting force and it is the one thing China can't offer at the moment. It would secure Papua New Guinea's uh, assistance, uh, allegiance, some would say loyalty for years to come because of the fear of losing that team. It's a really effective program if the economics, the security, the logistics can get done. We'll hear more about that, I hope, today.
0: Wow. (laughs) Wow. Just just briefly on something a little more pointy, but it's important to mention tax. Obviously, the government's feeling pretty pleased with itself that Mm -hmm. uh, the coalition will wave through the stage three changes to the tax plan, but now we're having a debate about other things too. Negative gearing has is back perhaps on the table, not by the government yet, to be very clear, but crossbench Senators Jackie Lambie, David Pocock yesterday on this show said there should be reforms. Where is this all heading?
1: They both say it, the Greens say it as well. So there is the crossbench secured if the government has the inclination to go after tax reform in further ways, that they would have the the government Senators, the Greens Senators, Jackie Lambie, David Pocock, Tammy Terrell, you could probably throw Lydia Thorpe in there, that's more than enough for a majority. Of course, the The problem for those that want change is that the government has said they have no inclination for that. It was part of a program they took to the 2019 election. That was Scott Morrison's miracle win. Many inside caucus blamed Uh, these kind of changes as being too radical. I think everyone would look uh, feasibly at some of the concessions that come to tax and say they are very generous. Now, the problem would be how you get them to be less generous, but still true to the spirit of the law in which so many Australians have purchased property because you you can't then pull rugs out from underneath them. And if you do, history has taught us to be punished at the ballot box. It is something that the Prime Minister is keen to get away from, I suspect. And there'll be some in the caucus that are keen to take up this challenge because there is no doubt there is longer term tax reform that needs to happen in Australia. The bigger question is how do you do it? Do you grow the pie, make things easier for everyone in that way? It's difficult, involves productivity, it involves you know, growing our economy or do you look at different tax concessions and how you can bring in more money that way? It's going to be one of those debates that is almost happening in a Cold War style. It's happening without happening <laughs> but those crossbenchers are going to make sure it's in the, in the focus all the way up to the election.
0: Yep. Uh, hold on to your hats. Uh, Charles, thank you. Thanks, Patricia. Charles Croucher is the Chief Political Editor for Nine News